Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Featuring no David Glenn. Uh, I'm Will Brinson. Joe Gillio joining me in studio. What's up, buddy? Will, we just had a very busy first hour. That was, in, that was it, I don't mind it, because it flies through. It was like a sprint. It was a sprint. And uh, thank you to Bo- Boo Corgan, James Smith-Williams, Kevin Keats, for uh, finagling their schedules in such a way that allowed us to get a good conversation with each of them. Yeah, you should point to the passer to Annabelle Myers and Fred Demers, too, for helping us out. Annabelle get, and Fred do on. an incredible job. Craig Hamill as well. Yeah. Craig Hamill. And yeah. I just left yeah. out Craig. Yeah, now I'm in trouble. just left out Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's football season. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll forget by the time That's basketball right. starts. Pretend basketball isn't happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, everyone over at uh, the NC State Athletic Department does a fantastic job in their media communication, so we appreciate their help here on NC State Day. I did notice, Darren... I don't know if this came from, like, higher up, but, like, the hashtag is not NC State Day. It's, like, hashtag yeah, you, NC State Day DG. Yeah, you throw on the DG at the end. It makes it distinct to us. I don't know if DJ is listening. DJ. I don't know if DG is listing, but I don't know. It could have been, like, WBJG or, you know. <laughs> you well, I mean, it's the David Glenn show still, though. Yes, I mean, as, as I referenced when we opened yeah, it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can call in if you want, and we will take your calls. <laughs> 1-800-849-2761. It must be NC State related. I am Ron Burgundy. Yeah, we're about to piggyback on a topic that NC State fans are passionate about, and that is... Beer. Well, beer. (laughs) Tailgating. But also the reentry policy for Carter-Finley Stadium. And I think now NC State can't stand it when I lump these two subjects together, but you can't end the pass-out policy at Carter-Finley Stadium where you're allowed to leave football games at halftime and come back in. You, you can. You, no, you can't end it without having the alcohol sales That's at correct. the stadium. Now, I'm, as I understand it, I, I think this is via sources, but I don't really know. Um, they're not ending it. No. Look, they're not going to make a that big of a decision at the same time as the, the alcohol sales policy. But I think at West Virginia, it was either a year or two after they finally started selling beer at the stadium, they decided, look, the the primary reason you're leaving the stadium is, is for alcohol. Yeah, right. <laughs> so now, now that we're sources, doing that. <laughs> direct sources can confirm that. I can promise you that. And that's the thing about NC State, and I kind of say it offhandedly, but the thing, the two things NC State does best is put quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> and, and tailgate. Yeah. And I think, as Boo Corrigan mentioned, they had 34,500 season ticket holders. That's crazy. For, you know, a program that hasn't won an ACC title since 1979. I mean, yeah. you, you have a lot of loyal fans out there. And I can understand the premise of you want to cater to them. That's what the pass out policy is. Sure. But it's not like it's an hour intermission. It's not like yeah, it's, you've it's, already made the financial commitment to go to the game. Like, that's the right. part of it that I I say to myself and I think it has to be Chancellor Randy, Randy Woodson who ends it. Like, it can't be Boo. He just got here. No. It can't no. be Dave. You can't make Dave the bad guy. It's got to be. It's got to become from Randy that says, look, we've Deb, made these. Deb, Deb had to do it on, like, the way out. On the way out. But on probably the last scared day. to do it on the yeah. way out. <laughs> Lasting I, legacy. I think, obviously, part of the conversation is upgrading other parts of Carter-Finley Stadium, the, the side of the stadium opposite of where – the media press boxes and, and the suites yep. are, you know, there needs to be more shelter there. There needs to be better bathroom facilities. They need to have more concessions. I, I don't disagree with all of those things. And that's, I think that's, I think if you give Boo Corrigan a year to kind of come to understand 
what the experience is like. I think he's going to make some adjustments there in terms of, well, what can we do to make the experience better? And I think the important thing, too, Joe, is that, like, you don't want to just shut off pass outs, assume that selling beer is going to fix everything, and then end up with a situation where no one leaves at halftime. And, like, I, I, did, you, did you go to the – you, you were in Notre Dame. Yeah, you were in Notre yeah. Dame last year. The lines there – were unbelievable at halftime, like out in the stands. It was impossible to get in. Um, and I'm not saying that NC State has the same facilities as Notre Dame, but if no one leaves and everyone is drinking in this in the stadium, the lines for the bathroom at halftime are going to be a major problem. And you might end up very well in the exact same situation right. you have right now where people are waiting in line to get back down to their seats. And if that happens, then what was the point of all that? So I understand. I understand not getting rid of it. Um, I also understand why Dave Doran hates passouts. Right. Because it is. It's it's rough when you see it on TV or you know when you're a you know you're a, a you know you're a recruit down there on the you know, the end underneath the buildings and you're looking up and it's it's quiet in the third quarter in a in a huge ACC game that that's problematic. Yeah. It's a complicated issue. I'm not suggesting that you know there's one single solution for it. And the and the sale of alcohol, I think, is the first start of it. Yeah. I think probably getting rid of the tailgate. Um, time limit, the time constriction before the game is probably another thing they need to reconsider. You know, there was a, a shooting death in, in on the Blue Ridge parking lot like I was 10 like, years ago now. Or whatever I was, was like literally 150 yards from it. Right. And yeah. there was a reaction to that. Sure. And that's the five hour limit now. Um, but I think we're at the point where, look, if you're going to try to do something, you, you should probably holistically look at what changes you can possibly make. You know, losing some of the tailgate lots on trinity there that that affects some of this stuff too and not not to mention the practice i mean the yeah. practice facility has been a net win yeah but you know you are i think that the primary source of tailgating is now almost shifted over to the pnc because yeah. the southeast lot is so i mean it's small I mean, there's just not a ton of space and then you have the faculty lot and i mean there's just you know now with the the trinity or whatever i mean there's just not as much parking on that Blue Ridge side of things right. when it comes to people tailgating. But I think it's important for NC State to understand, like, this is something that they do really well. This is an experience that is unique to them. Um, you know, one thing I can talk out of school a little bit, Bubba Cunningham told me when I was covering Carolina that year, like, yeah, like, their setup at Carter-Finley Stadium is one of the best in the country. Wow. Because of the parking and because just, of just the ability. You just made NC State day. This well, morning. there you go. <laughs> yeah. But... I think one of the things Boo Corgan has already said publicly, too, is we have to celebrate who we are and what we do best. And I think for NC State, the, these noon kickoffs, I get on this soapbox, and, and I think Joe Obvious is going to join us in a little bit. Um, and we argue about this all the time. Because to me, and, and look, NC State doesn't have any control over when the games start. ESPN right. does. The ACC Network does now. Um, but I still think if you look at it, and you, can, you asked me before, where is NC State now compared to where they were when I started covering them maybe in, in 2007 or even 1995? I think you have to realistically look at the ACC and the ACC network. The ACC network is about appealing to the masses of fan bases. Right. That would be Clemson football, number one. That would be Louisville all sports. Like Louisville is consistently one of the top uh, ratings markets in the country for college sports, is not just Louisville football. Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. Okay. Because Louisville is a special place. <laughs> Louisville. Eh. And then Florida State football, obviously, and there's yeah. differentiation. 
Carolina basketball is on par with Clemson football. Absolutely. But when you start getting to those other schools, Virginia Tech, NC State, there there should be more attention to those schools in terms of you're trying to get subscribers. And I think it's a mistake by the ACC network to sit here and look, I get it. Uh, they're not that concerned about NC State against East Carolina, but that's not the point. The point is you're trying to appeal to new subscribers. Yeah. The best way to do that is to figure out what are your most populous schools. Well, NC State's going to be the near the, the top of that list. And by continuing to put these games at noon and by continuing to take away or eat away at one of the things they do best, you're, you're not making your consumers happy. Well, so to, to wit, to, to your point, Georgia Tech Clemson, you are celebrating the national, reigning national champion team that is the face of your football franchise, so to speak. But, like, if you put if you put NC State and East Carolina on there, and I'm not saying it's a it's a it's a better game that more people will tune into. Look, Clemson's going to curb stomp Georgia Tech, at least with the you know NC State ECU. If you if you if you feature that or featured a different game, you would allow people from East Carolina to potentially sign up for the ACC network. And you would certainly uh, enthuse a fan base that oftentimes feels like the ACC neglects them, as you're, as you're pointing out. I just, like, I get it. You're like, let's get Clemson's first game on there. But Clemson's, Clemson's a 23-point favorite on every single game on their schedule. Do you really need to feature them bla- you know, blitzkrieging somebody into oblivion? You can't see me laughing on the, on the live webcam. That doesn't exist right now. But <laughs> when they had, the, they basically, the ACC kickoff used to be one of the best events the ACC did. Yeah. And that's for us, for, it's for the media. So look, I'm not passing my hat to you to cry for me that the, the kickoff is not what it once was. But they literally turned it into an ESPN infomercial. Right this year, but it, but, it, but it used to be you guys would go down and or you know I, I think I've been maybe once, but you you know it was in Pinehurst, right? Yeah, or like places. at Greensboro, yeah. Greensboro, Greensboro, and you go and like get some quality time with coaches. And I understand that that doesn't work like that anymore, right? Because the NFL does the same way. Like these tentpole events just aren't as uh, intimate in terms of being you know the time you get to spend with you know prominent members of the of the league. But still, like it is, it is so ESPN centric that it's tough to to move past it and for it to be the same, you know, the same it once was. Well, I'm laughing though because they announced five programs at the kickoff. Three of them were for Clemson. I mean, come on. <laughs> and I, but I'm laughing to myself yeah, because yeah. maybe all five of them should be for Clemson. Because I guess you have to you have to have a foothold when you're starting a new network. And with the SEC, you think about it. There's legitimately only one fan base in the SEC that's lousy. And it just happens to be in the best city in the in the SEC, Vanderbilt. Oh right, okay. I was like, I mean, I was like, man, but is the rest of the blasts like Columbia. I was like, you no, love no, no. Columbia, South Carolina. No, but the rest of them, yeah. they have a large, you know, public universities with passionate followings. Yeah, and that's not how the ACC is made up, and that's why the ACC is the last conference to get a network. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming Duke. I'm not blaming Boston College. I'm not blaming Wake Forest, but. Demographics are demographics. My step, my stepfather in law is a huge South Carolina fan, and if I'm down, if like if South Carolina is playing like, like I'm trying to watch some program like a national game, he's like, no, no, we're, we're watching, watching South Carolina Kentucky. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't really want to watch that. Carrie. And and anyway. that's the kind of a poll that the, yeah. I think NC State could have 
in terms of, you know, yes, you get after Clemson, you get after Florida State, but then you start looking around the, the rest of the ACC. Now, I'm sure someone at ESPN would tell you, well, any time Notre Dame's playing, that would be third on the pecking or maybe even second on the pecking order. Sure, that's fine. fine. But, you know, to me, for NC State, I just think their their game day experience it really is one of the best in the country. That doesn't mean it is the best. Doesn't mean it's the biggest. Whatever. I know some people on my Twitter timeline like to yell at me about <laughs> this, but you know you've been there. You've been in the you've been in the RV lot. I mean, it's that's a good day. Like that, it's that's what it's supposed day. to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, even kind of regardless of what actually happens on the field, and I think that's one thing. Uh, college football attendance is down like everywhere. Like even Alabama is having attendance problems. Like, NC State's, their attendance is up every year. Or it's, it's at the, the same at, level. The atmosphere is like a big party. And, and I think there is a, for NC State fans, when you, if you live through 1983, you have this always hope of anything can happen. Like, any miracle can happen. And maybe for some people could laugh at that, but that's really where this 34,000 season tickets come from is you, you have this base that wants to have something that's their own, you know, Duke and Carolina. Yeah. Since the end of Jim Belvana's tenure, they've separated themselves um, and they have their thing. Whereas NC state, they, that's what they want. They want their own thing. Their fans want their own thing. And to me, anything that diminishes from that experience, that's what NC state needs to, whatever they can control to make that experience the best. But that's smart by Boo to dive into yeah. what is what you do best. I mean, that, you know, like you need to focus on what you do best. Uh, we got, uh, we have time to take Sam and Lake Gaston on NC State tailgating. Sam, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Uh, oh, excuse me. Good afternoon, guys. How are y'all? That's never too, yeah, whatever. Morning, afternoon, whatever you need, man. How are you, Sam? Um, uh, a couple things. Uh, I have been harping and sending emails about the, tailgate time limit for last uh, five, or five or six years because, uh, uh, Joe, I agree that they need to go back to the unlimited um, uh, tailgate time for all state fans. I, I know the reason behind it. I get it. But it's, it's as you said before, there's way past um, time to expand back to unlimited tailgating hours. Now, I know it's hard to do in the morning at 12 o'clock, because you don't want to get there at three o'clock in the morning, but you know, like three uh, three thirty games or seven eight o'clock games, why not go to let us in at twelve o'clock or at uh, eight o'clock on the, the afternoon games? Yeah, and I think that's part of the you're, if you're going to make a concession in terms of a, as a fan base, hey, we're going to end the reentry policy, but we're going to open up the uh, the front end of the tailgate. So to me, um, Sam, and I appreciate you calling in. We have to take a break, but um, you know, to me, that's the thing. If you're going to any negotiation, you give up something, you get something back, and I think that's a, a little bit of a no-brainer for NC State. You're listening to NC State Day today here on the David Glenn Show. I'm Joe Giglio, joined by Will Brinson. We'll catch you guys after the break. All right, welcome back to NC State Day here on the David Glenn Show. Will Brinson. And Joe Giglio are in studio co-hosting. Well, we'll split out for a minute, but it's okay. There are a lot of moving parts here. Joe, I, I did receive another question off the air from Sam, who was on the line prior to the conclusion of last segment. And he wants to know, in addition to his, his tailgating questions, which you guys discussed, uh, Sam, by the way, a – 
multi-time winner of the Big Tailgate Tours Tailgate of the Week award, which we've given, you know, on every Saturday as we've done with the Big Tailgate Tour. This will be our sixth season coming up. Uh, he also wanted to know what your reasoning was for picking UNC to beat NC State in football this year. So I do every game in the ACC. If you don't follow me on Twitter, J-W-G-I-G-L-I-O, uh, I have a yellow pad that I write out all of my predictions, game, uh, in the summer. And I somehow came like to the perfect storm this year of NC State, Duke, Carolina, and Wake Forest all going 4-4 four and four in the ACC. And I think sometimes people lose fact of when I'm writing something, particularly that's a prediction or a projection, you, you have to have like a common thread sometimes. And part of that was getting everyone to four and four. Uh, <laughs> and just to make it work, I did have NC State losing um, to North Carolina in the regular season finale, only because, A, it, it made it a little more symmetrical for me. But also, you got to remember last year, Carolina was pretty much a carcass by the time they played NC State and still took them to overtime. And that was with um, NC State's full complement. So... You know, it's a strange series, though, particularly with Mac Brown. Let's also forget, let's also not forget that I'm colored by what I've seen. And I always tell people my eyes will, will deceive me when it comes to such things. But, and this is, this opens up a whole nother topic about Mac Brown. But, man, he really, he had NC State's number in the, in the 90s, in the middle of the 90s when I, when I was at NC State. So, there's a little bit of balancing out the four and four records. There was a little bit of last year. It was a close game, even though Carolina didn't really have anybody healthy or, or anything to play for. Um, but it's just a projection too. Like some people get, I don't, I'm not saying Sam's getting <laughs> torqued over it. I'm just saying, but it wouldn't surprise me knowing Sam. Yeah, like I, mean, I get it. I get it. He's one of those passionate Wolfpack fans. It's all part of it. I mean, you gotta, I mean, it's every game. Um, and it's one of those deals where you have to make the math work too. So I don't think people realize like, you know, I'm not just picking the NC state games. I'm picking all 14 of the ACC teams. So I actually did pretty well last year. I had stayed at eight and four. That was with um, West Virginia on the schedule. So I'm, I'm kind of taking credit for hitting the exact on that one. I have stayed at four and four in the league, seven and five this year with the West Virginia game on the road being a loss. I'm already on the record saying that that ECU game has got trouble written all over it, though, uh, particularly with the way that that game ended last year, 58 to three. Obviously, NC State had Dave Doran in particular had to pay back two ECU losses, two ugly ECU losses. And look, ECU didn't have their quarterback. They had, speaking of a carcass, they didn't have a coach. They, I mean, they were just, a, they look like a JV team compared to NC State in that game. I just recently watched that game uh, about two weeks ago to finish out some of my charts. And I could just tell you, ECU's strength coach was stealing money. I mean, that guy, they just look, they didn't even look like they belonged on the field with NC State. And obviously, when ECU beat them in, in 16 and, and 13, you know, it, it was a different story. But it'll be interesting to see how much progress they've made 
how far they come up and how far back NC State goes. Because that there's a dynamic to that rivalry where, and we've seen it both ways, where NC State's supposed to be the better team. ECU wins when ECU's supposed to be the better team. We've seen NC State win. So to me, that's a tricky opener. Uh, it's particularly with that noon start that we've been kind of harping <laughs> on. Although, as Boo Corgan pointed correctly pointed out earlier in the show, NC State has won 13 in a row uh, of their noon kickoffs, going back to last, I believe, to the Carolina game of 16 was the last um, is where that streak go, goes all the way back to. Uh, Joe Giglio is in studio on NC State Day. You want to take a call? I've got Jonathan in Chapel Hill. Oh, with absolutely. A, uh, with a, a comment or question here, Jonathan in Chapel Hill. Uh, you're on with Joe Giglio. Top the afternoon to you guys. Hope you're doing well. I went to uh, third grade at Roseville Elementary, just a little bit northeast of you guys. And the one lesson I remember the most, more than all the other lessons from my third grade, a classmate said, never bet on a Carolina State game. And 45 years later, it's still true. Yeah, I agree, Jonathan. And I think even last year's game shows you that. Like, you really – you're going to get the best shot. Like, look at the ECU-Carolina game last year. Like like I said, ECU is not very good. And they still managed to beat Carolina like a drum last year. And I even said before, that was a 15-point spread somehow before that game. Like, that made no sense. Um, I have – I am the author of the Law of the Wolf Pack. When you expect the most, you get the least. And when you expect the least, you get the most. And – in, in that football series, really, I mean, NC State's dominated Carolina in football this century. Um, it, but in before this century was when Mac Brown was really just taking names before he had left for Texas. So um, it'll be interesting to see the, for Carolina how they survive their first five or six games this year. They have a really, they have the opposite of NC State. I feel like NC State with some new starters uh, up front on the offensive line. They have a new quarterback. They have a good chance with their schedule to kind of find their footing, and, and they can get some confidence with that early start. Now, last couple of years, they haven't been able to translate that early confidence or that fast start into the kind of finish that they'd want. You know, NC State's 9-4 and four in each of the past two seasons, and by NC State standards historically, that's a very good season. Uh, they finished in the top 25. It's the only third time in the last 25 years they finished in the top 25 in 2017. But they still had some meat that they left on the bone in both of those seasons. And it'll be interesting to see this year with a, a new quarterback, with some new starters, but still a really talented roster. Um, I, I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. I really feel like 21 and 22 are going to be high-tide seasons for NC State. It's just a matter of what they can manage here in 19 and 20, you know, up until until they get those experience. It's one thing to have talent. It's another thing to have experience. And I think the last two years they've had both talent and experience, which has really led them to the, the success that they've had. I would agree. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Cool. You got it, Jonathan. Appreciate the call. Um, since Will's not in there, Joe, I'm going to direct this to break because I, I – I normally would be signaling break toward him. So uh, you guys are listening to NC State Day on the David Glenn Show.
Pop tops, pop it's NC State Day on the David Glenn Show. Will Brinson popped back into the studio there. I thought he was going to bring us in there. But uh, he's with Joe Giglio. Darren, thank you for the bumper music I got there. you this one. I like, was happy to oblige. Look, you have to have some Garner pride, number one. Number two, Scotty McCreary went to NC State. Like, this song, there's nothing wrong with the chorus of this song being something they should intermittently play at both football games and basketball games. I feel No, I get it. I, I started to say I feel it because I'm looking at the file and it says feeling it, but yeah. I, that's appropriate, too. And we have one of my all-time favorite NC State basketball players joining us at 2.30 in Scott Wood. Like, I could just see Scott Wood making threes and popping this song. He's always, he was always feeling it, you know? That's good. No, that's true. I like that. And Scott Wood, third hour, uh, voice of the Wolfpack, Gary Hahn as well, I should say. Yeah, we've, we've had a busy day. We had uh, basketball coach Kevin Keats. We had James Smith-Williams, defensive end, senior on the football team. We had new AD, Boo Corrigan. And we're going to have Joe Ovius, uh, NC State, proud NC State alum, joining us uh, in a couple of minutes here, too, to beef with Will Brinson over... I may I may disappear again for like five Tuffy, old old ale, old Tuffy lager. Give it to me. Give me the, give me the old, old Tuffy. Old Tuffy premium lager. So, Will... I think you're still basking in your influencer glory, aren't you? Absolutely. Is it 65,000 followers that you have? Uh, 66. 60. Look at that. Just, just like he didn't know it off the top of his head or something. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I keep track, but you know, like, mm-hmm. um, I'm really hoping to land on 69,000. So you were the first person to actually have the old Tuffy in the entire state of North Carolina. Okay. The first sip of old Tuffy that ever crossed in the state of North Carolina. We should. I feel like Dave has is a lawyer, and yeah. like he would be advising you right now. Not you did that for free. Yeah, probably a bad idea. I, well, mean, I did it for beer. <laughs> I did it for beer. I did it for beer. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think David Glenn would have represented you if is you David wanted to work out a yeah. If I you mean, wanted to work out a deal with New Belgium, to, you guys might have heard. Yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> I've never heard that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the uh, yeah, I probably should have demanded some cash. People, a shout out anything like your name on the on the on the, on the, Bell, the, on the, on the Tuffy can? logo like, on the yeah. can yeah 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 that would probably been smarter I, th- that's how simplistic I am Joe is that like I'm I'm willing to trade my soul uh, and and dignity for like roughly twelve ounces of of premium lager it was a Pavlovian response yeah. somebody said to you here's free beer as long as you tweet about it absolutely and you were like yeah. deal well I do think, <laughs> yeah I mean I do think it's I do think it's such a cool thing to have like old like the actual strut wolf on a beer and that was like you know the old, the new belgian folks had the event down the pr on um and plus i got to drink uh, the first ever beer out, out in front of my first house on groveland avenue where i lived uh, in college so that was that was exciting um i guess i'm really just trading it for the excitement and not for the not for the cash i'm here for the i'm here for the spirit of things and you got the troll mr 919 beer podcast joe obvious himself i've had multiple people come up to me like that was the greatest thing we've ever seen is obvious getting trolled so good job by you sorry i left my phone on um yeah so i think that uh i think that uh, i think that i think that it was all worth it no doubt you missed the caller i missed oh what, what did we get from the caller we had sam and we had jonathan and the number is 919-860-9783. Oh, you just, there are a lot of numbers. No, there are a lot of numbers in that room. Sorry. Darren, you do it again. 1-800-849-2761. Okay. If you want to call and talk anything NC State. I say that one in my sleep. 
Yeah, I'm sure you did at this point. We uh, could also talk NFL. We, we could, could talk NFL, yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. There's some minor Panthers news today um, with Cam Newton and Luke Keekley. He's not, not playing yeah. on Thursday. Oh, my goodness. The, they're not playing in a preseason game. Well, Stop. We, we, but everybody wants, to see, everybody wants to see his new compact throwing motion. Okay. You can see a little bit of it online where it's like, does it really help to my, describe it physically? Like yeah. to show you physically in, in, on a radio show, per se? So, so today is NC State Day. and I, uh, Darren, when is Panthers Day? That will be Friday. Friday. Of this week, yeah. Quick plug for Panthers Day. Yeah. Question for you, man. I, like, I like the – I like the – I like uh, Kane's Day, Panthers Day. No offense to Elon and Wake Forest, but I think it makes sense to enthusiastically approach the professional sports team. So I was thinking about this. When's the last time the Panthers actually drafted somebody from NC State? Mm. They had Jericho Cotri. Yeah. Like, I think that guy, among his other problems, is he just hated NC State. Who's that? Jerry Richardson. Richardson. <laughs> yeah. It's like him and Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's it's like, like, just won't draft anybody from <laughs> NC State. Yeah, he wouldn't draft anybody from NC State. He's like, you're putting Brenton Burson on the team just because you went to Wofford? No offense to Brenton they, Burson. They signed Cotri as a free agent or traded for him or yeah. whatever they did. Yeah. He's the only NC State player I can think of who's ever, ever played yeah. for the Panthers. Yeah. Or did, did Terrence Holt briefly make an appearance on there? I think he did. Maybe. Well, if you have a Holt brother, you get extra points. That's true. Um, they just, they don't, they do not support the Wolfpack. They don't. You know who does support the Wolfpack? Joe Ovius. Why don't, should we call him after the break? Absolutely. Do we have a break to do? Is that, do we have a break to do? All right, let's call uh, Joe Ovius after the break. Joe, by the way, this is American Aquarium. I know we talked about it prior to the show here. Um, BJ, big, big NC State guy. Uh, this is NC State Day on the David Glenn Show. Will Brinson, again, has just exited the studio. Joe Giglio's in there as well. And we have another Joe on the line. And I'm just going to pass him off to you, Joe. Yeah. It's uh, Joe Ovius. Yeah, it's NC State Day here on the David Glenn Show. And one thing I, you, you know, Will had asked me previously, what's the difference between now and maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago? There is an NC State media takeover in this market. <laughs> and part of that is is my work at the News and Observer. And part of that, of course, is Joe Ovius with his um, usually successful radio show with Adam Gold. And Joe, thank you so much for joining us on, on the radio here today. I appreciate you on NC State Day. Hey, I'm just glad that somebody from NC State is claiming me for once. I know. It's, it's often neither one of us seem to get, you know, claimed. But I feel like, and, and we mentioned what a great influencer Will was before with his 65,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. I feel like we've got, we, I know you got shortchanged on the beer thing, but. Maybe, maybe you just got trolled, I think. But I, I got I got trolled. I got trolled. So for those who might have missed it, um, Will Brinson and William Needham Finley IV were being social media influencers for the release of Old Tuffy. And shout out to Chris Allen, who's the brand activation manager for New Belgium in this region. He did a masterful job of getting NC State fans to foam at the mouth with FOMO. I mean, you know how it is, Joe. You pop on social media, you see somewhere you want, like, you got friends that are taking vacations, right? You got, like, uh, you know, I'm guilty of this. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm stunting. I'm at a national park right now. I mean, I'm in Yosemite. I'm in Bryce Canyon. I'm at the Grand Canyon. You kind of do that to be like, here I am and you're not, right? 
So this happened with the beer. And I started hitting up people like Will and Chris like, hey, so if you're handing these things out, man, let me, let me get my hands on these. I'll help drum up interest. I mean, I do have a successful beer podcast called the 919 Beer Podcast, which you can download on the WRAL Sports Fan app. Such a pro. And I kept getting, I kept getting, oh, yeah, 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 I'll get you, I'll get you. Or, oh, you know, I got to run out to Asheville to get this. I kept getting the runaround. And then I started seeing other people get the beer. I'm like, well, wait a minute, you told me that you were out of beer. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's it, like, just trust me, I only had so much. Yeah, I'll get you, don't worry about it. So, last week, Hayes Permar is former producer of the David Glenn Show and new star of the Sports Channel 8 radio show, which you can catch ten to new on, on 99.9 The Fan starting August 15th. He somehow got one, and it was one big troll job. And to answer Will's question, because I know I heard it earlier today, I was legitimately trolled. You know me, Joe. Yeah. Hold on a second. I got to put a Jimmy John's order here real quick. I'm doing this on the road. You're the number one source, though, for beer knowledge in the triangle. Like, I, that was the part of the equation that I was missing. Like, when Will shows up shotgunning a beer in the parking lot, because it was your interview that, to begin with that had Dave Doran saying that he would shotgun a beer at the 50-yard line if um, – all the fans stayed in their seats for the third quarter. Yeah, so it's a, a pass-out conversation. Yeah, like you—you uh, you were the one who built all of that, that and and yeah, gold, gold, gold was like, hey, how about this setup? I put it out there on social media. It gets picked up by the college football sites. It get on. It gets on Reddit. And look, I've helped out New Belgium in the past. And Chris Allen, for instance, has done a beer pairings dinner with Bojangles, and oh, really? uh, I got I got his sausage gravy wedding fountain float on ESPN. I got it on the Marty and McGee show. You know, so I've done, I've done some, I've done some things to help. I thought, all right, you know, yeah. I help you, help me. Wasn't the case, and I, I was legitimately trolled, Joe. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. Better to I'm be trolled to... than left out, though, Joe. I was just completely shut no, out of the process. You know, I, I kind of take that. And I'm going to put it this way. That is just penance for all the times that people confuse That's me right. for you. <laughs> Where I get people to be like, hey, I don't like what you wrote in the paper Joe. I'm like wrong Joe. Yeah. Or the time that I got harassed at Keenan as I'm walking off the off to the locker room after a state Carolina game and I get a guy yelling at me, Hey Giglio. Yeah. You Giggles. Think. Giggles. Giggles. And I'm like wrong Joe, dude. So it's like at least you and I share a commonality in that. State fans and Carolina fans dislike us for various reasons and they confuse us all the time. I actually get compliments, though, about you. Like, I remember I was at an ECU baseball game, the, the NCAA tournament uh, yeah, against NC yeah. State. They're like, oh, man, your your show's great. I listen to you and Adam all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I just go with it, though. Like, you know, hey, man, take it. Hey, you're look, skinnier, I, you're younger. We might even argue better looking. I have better I hair, though. You got better hair, man. Yeah. And I will say this. When, uh, when I, I use this line all the time when I'm talking to uh, at media, Event. I actually name dropped to you at the recent uh, National Sports Media Association in Winston-Salem uh, during a seminar, and I'll say this all the time to state fans as well. You know, they don't like Joe Giglio's yellow pad notes when it's speaking like actual harsh truth. Like you, people think, like you're harsh in my vibe, Joe. You're harsh in my vibe, and you're not doing anything in the story. You're just presenting the actual things that are happening. You know, put that in your yellow pad, Joe. I mean, I've heard that line before. Yes. That's... So. It's a, it's a money line. 
but I've said, like, you know who, he's like, you love all the stuff that's on the social media, feeling the, the, the good vibe, but you know who's your best friend when things aren't going so well and you need the data to back up your argument when it comes to, like, a matter of a change or whatever it is? I always say it's still Julia. Suddenly those yellow pad notes start flying into my timeline, like solidifying actual, like, you know, oh, this is why we need X, Y, or Z. So, anyway, people, they need you on that wall, Joe. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm the honest guy, Joe. Yep, and they need you on that wall. It's a testament to my brand that Boo Corrigan, after only meeting me twice during our interview with him earlier in the show today, here on the David Glenn Show on NC State Day, uh, he, he said, Joe's going to roll his eyes while I say this about the passion of the, of the fan base. And I was like, you know what? I've only had three conversations with that guy, and he already knows me. So <laughs> I felt pretty good about that. I will, I will say this because I know your program clock, and I know Darren can appreciate the fact that I respect program clocks. But I will say this about um, you and I and how we talk about NC State. I, I think after a while, most fans, I, I don't want to make a, like a lunatic French thing, because I think most NC State fans are pretty reasonable about things and, and want to be successful. And I think what, what, what is happening is that you and I talk about NC State out loud the way they talk about NC State with their friends. It's like that classic, only I can talk this way about my family. But when you talk about it that way, now we're, now we're fighting words, right? Yeah. But because we went to State and we understand State, we understand uh, like how everything kind of works, but, and we say it out loud, I think it could be a little off-putting, off-putting for people to hear it being said out loud like we're somehow being negative. But I know for a fact that the things that I talk about and what you talk about, man, we all know you're talking about it on social media or at the bar of an old toughie. Is this, is this like Joe from Garner? Who's to the phone? Joe Joe and Chapel Hill. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh, you done with your radio hit, Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I host Jillio uh, here today and, and Darren because I – Accidentally, I ended up scheduling multiple radio hits in the one o'clock hour. I didn't do a very good job of my schedule. He's an influencer, no, like, Obvious. You know if this. If I was Darren, I wouldn't invite you back. I get another NC State grad out here. Um, all right, you can come on over and take my spot. Mm, there might be some issues if I were to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, a time conflict. You wouldn't be able to yeah. get to your radio show in, in the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although Gold might like the opportunity of the first 30 minutes to talk about his Mets. I mean, they've been on the street, guys, of late. The Mets are white hot right now. It's 11 insane. of 12. They had a plan all along. But, what they, but, like, they went they went rogue and traded for a pitcher at the, at the trading deadline. And, and the logic was they were going to hog the pitcher market, and now they're streaking up the standings. It's absolutely insane. If they walk down the Braves, I don't know what my reaction will be, but it will be uh, physical violence towards myself. Is that dark? Too dark? That's alarming. They, they get a little dark. Yeah. If they walk down the Braves, if the Mets walk down the Braves for the, for the NL East? Hey, well, I also wanted to let you know, you might have gotten on that old selfie, but I just got done talking to the CEO of New Belgium, so I just wanted to let you know that. That's, uh, that's, I'm, I turned, He's not bitter at all. I turned down that energy. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were chopping it up in the studio about 30 minutes ago, talking about craft beer stuff, old toughie, maybe some future plans, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's what I ended up getting to do. I mean, you might have been in an undisclosed location drinking coffee early on, but I, ultimately I went. <laughs> if that's a, if that's what you want to tell yourself to sleep at night, that's fine. Hey, look, I'm still I'm still a little bitter about what happened. You were blowing me off. You guys were teasing me with the old selfie. I was legitimately upset about this stuff, and people enjoyed it because apparently nothing gets to me in their world. This one got to me, man. I had a couple people come up to me last night at that old Tuffy premiere, 
And they're like, man, you got to be as good. That was no, you awesome. Did, you did. Look, I, I am man enough to admit when I get got, y'all got me. Um, yeah, it was fun. What uh, What's your prediction for NC State this year, Jeff? College football playoff. <laughs> you drilling. Can I, can I go Cole Kubelik on this one? Dark Horse? No, 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 no. Look, I think uh, I think NC State's going to surprise. I think NC State NC State's going to do something crazy this year. They're going to beat Wake Forest in Winston Salem. Now, now in we Winston now we know Salem. you've been drinking during the beer yeah, podcast. In Winston Salem, it's a place where Philip Rivers could not win. It's a place where <laughs> Russell Wilson had his interception streak, his lack of interception streak busted. It is a house of horrors. But you watch when you least expect it, they're going to win in Winston. You're right. That's the law of the wolf pack. Joe Ovius, thank you so much for joining us on NC State Day here on the David Glenn Show. We have the voice of the wolf pack, Gary Hahn, coming up right after this break. We're amateurs. What do you want from me, Dan? We had another minute before the hard break. <laughs> Should I just? But we have like a minute and a half now until we actually. Uh, until I we just actually wanted to get break. rid of Obvious. It's fine. Yeah, we don't. My revenge. Should I tell a story? Should I tell the story about how we all like me and a bunch of friends traipsed to traipsed to Louis- Louisville last year, and w- well, it basically involves us hanging out at Churchill Downs. Uh, I can't tell. Most of it's not tellable anyway. But I'll just give a shout out to Louisville. The, the world of Louisville never dies. 